It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And I thank each of you for listening today. You know, I so appreciate my opportunity to share my passion about real food. And it's so nice to be able to do that every Saturday morning. And I have an important question for our listeners this morning. Do you realize that each year you lose something very important to you? Now, I'm not talking about your keys (laughs) or your memory or even your hair. But I'm talking about your lean body mass. Mm. You know, by the time you hit age 40, and that's just somebody that's really young for me, (laughs) you've already lost 8% of your lean body mass. So what does that mean to you and your metabolism? And how does that fit into the obesity crisis? Many people have asked, well, how can I keep my lean body mass? That's a great question, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. So joining me today as our co-host to answer that question, we're waiting for you, (laughs) is Kristen Gunderson. Kristen is a nutrition educator who teaches many of our weight and wellness classes. And you're going to be busy teaching our new series called Nutrition for Weight Loss starting next week. Yeah. Well, in fact, one of them started this morning, didn't they? Yeah, it'll start in about less than an hour. Yep. And you also have been traveling out state to some little towns. One little town was Round Lake. Yeah. And then you went down to one of my favorite towns is Winona to share some nutritional information to employees of a very progressive company that wants to keep their employees healthy by learning more about nutrition. Yeah, that was really cool to see. Um, They were very proactive in helping their employees. And it was actually a candy factory. Oh, how fun. I know. It was very, very interesting. But I taught a myriad of classes to people all the way from um, basically the company, the heads, all the way down to people that were working on the line. So it was really neat to see um, that variety of people and just realize everyone needs this information. (laughs) Really important. And I taught um, our Jumpstart Your Metabolism class and Foods for Great Energy and um, foods to reduce pain and inflammation. And I still have people from that Round Lake class um, emailing me asking, okay, what about this? What about oh, that? Great. And and that's really important to me that they know that they have a contact with us still, that it wasn't just like, here's the info, have at her. Right. Because you know, once you start living it, that's when the questions come. So what was their favorite class? Did you have? Did they seem like they had a favorite class or... You know, I I really think even though this was the late night, well, late night, the, the ones that stayed for this one were staying after their shift um, from five to seven jumpstart. You know, jumpstart your metabolism. That one always, it resonates with anybody. Well, you know, you it's know? because what, what, 67% of the people are struggling with their weight now. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and they everybody wants to figure out how to get keep their metabolism going. Yep. It's and that's so kind of why I picked this topic today because, you know, like I said, that we we know that by the age 40 that most people have lost 8% of their lean body mass. And guess what? By my age, <laughs> it's 15% at least. It almost doubles. It almost doubles. Ugh. So 
And that is so important, again, for metabolism. And we want to figure out, okay, what can I do to keep my lean body mass? Yeah. So what exactly happens when we are losing body mass? What does that mean? So we have less muscle. We have more flab, which nobody (laughs) wants. And a metabolism that ends up being slower than a tortoise swimming through sludge unless we do something about it. It's definitely something that can be managed. So we're all about doing something about it so you can maintain that active metabolism. So the very, very first step to staying lean and maintaining lean body mass is to eat. Now, I know somebody's going to think, okay, get to the gym and lift weights. No, you got to eat protein. Yep. So... I think we each, every one of us, really need an aggressive action plan to avert our own personal obesity crisis. Wow. And we got to bring it down to ourselves. We can't say, okay, you over there, you need to do that. We really have to bring it down to ourselves. And um, there are, you know, actually there are three times more Americans obese today than in 1960. And I graduated from college. Well, this was the first degree. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) First round. 1963. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, how cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I know walking down the street or going to the state fair or wherever, where you can kind of look at people, you can see the change that has occurred in people's sizes. So we know that one-third of people, people of Americans are obese today. One-third are overweight, so you go one-third plus Mm one-third. Well, that's two-thirds of the population that is really in trouble with their weight right now. So what is a major component of a good, aggressive action plan? And it's simple. Eat enough protein to maintain body mass. And, you know, one of the things that, well, we're we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition for weight loss, Mm -hmm. our But as we were developing that plan and following it ourselves personally and weighing out enough protein for the day, we were all shocked. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. We were shocked that that we, even as what we know about nutrition, we personally were not eating enough protein. Right. And I know I still, when I lay out my protein that I think is a serving... I'm always short an ounce. I know. That's what I love about this. So many people, you know, are so used to maybe weighing and measuring their food to make sure they're not eating too much. And our plan really (laughs) is the opposite. It's It's like you have to eat more too, again, because it's based on the science. Yes. It's not just based on, you know. Fad or. Calories in and calories out. It's based on science. Exactly. So in those Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, we share results from university research studies that found women need to eat four ounces of protein at least, at least twice a day for good metabolism. Now, that's the research, and we always you know, suggest a little bit more. But yes. research-based, you need to eat four ounces of protein at least twice a day for that great metabolism. So the, what that really means is you have to have four ounces for probably lunch, most people do this, and they have four ounces for dinner. Mm-hmm. That means they still have some for breakfast yeah. and for their snacks. Yeah. But again, it's four ounces after it's cooked, and it's weighed out, and it works. Absolutely. So, and we believe in real protein from animals that munch on grass <laughs> yes. as their food of choice. Yeah. And, you know, the meat from animals that eat grass for their main food 
they actually higher, they found that it has higher um, nutrients. The level is higher and the fat is different than if they're flat on corn. The fat is actually has a lot of omega-3s in it. And I think we know that omega-3s help a metabolism and it helps us think better and all kinds of different things. Yeah. So it not it interesting that the food that animals eat affects their body mass index, as does the food we eat affect our body mass index? Mm-hmm. Unless we're farmers, most of us have never thought about an animal preferring grass over corn and let alone some of that food that has other animal parts in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, animals (laughs) prefer good green grass. Well, they're just like, they're like us. They they kind of magnate to what they are supposed to have. So when they're having what they're supposed to have, they feel so much better. You know, why would you want to go backwards? Yeah, and so those, that meat actually has more nutrients in it. Yeah. More fatty acids. It's leaner. I mean, it has all those qualities that, again, supports our own personal body mass index. Yep. So if we're going to maintain a lean body mass, how much protein do we actually need throughout the entire day? Well, most women need at least 12 ounces of protein throughout that day, but most do better with 14 ounces of protein spread throughout the day. But getting enough protein isn't enough. It turns out there's another big point. How often you eat the protein is just as important as how much. So how often you eat it is mm-hmm. just as important as how much. So the key to maintaining your lean body mass is making sure that you get enough protein at every meal and snack. And guess what? This is new research from the University of Texas. I just actually just came out like last week. And we've been teaching this for for a long time. But it's really nice to find other places that are are following up and doing the research. Yeah. And yeah. some of our information is from working with clients for a number of years, quite a few years. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it we just know how it works with people. Well, and like we teach in Jumpstart, your metabolism, I mean, it... Eating protein revs up your metabolism for over 60% for several hours every time you eat it. So why wouldn't we want you eating it all day long? Right. Yeah. And it's it's a hard habit to get into. Yeah. And we just have to keep practicing. And I, we all experience the same thing. It's We have to remind ourselves yeah. it's so easy to grab an apple. Yeah. But... That's not protein. No. That's carbohydrate. Right. And a handful of nuts isn't protein either. No. And that's fat. Yeah. And those are easy. Yeah. But to factor in that protein makes it much more difficult. Yeah. So should we take a quick break? Absolutely. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today, two-thirds of people want to lose weight. Oh, shocker. So what has increased this health crisis? As we age, our bodies, again, are programmed to accumulate excess fat. Think of that. Ugh, they're programmed to do that. There's no single cause of excess body fat. In fact, there are multiple obesity factors predisposing us to this age, included weight or age-induced weight gain. So in our Nutrition for Weight Loss program, we examined six of the major factors. And when we come back with break, come back from break, Dar will share one of the major culprits. If you have questions today, 651-641-1071. 
Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before break, we said that we would share some reasons that many people accumulate excess body fat. Guess what? The number one reason is eating too much processed foods. (laughs) And the more processed foods you eat, the greater chance that some (laughs) mad scientist working for a food factory is tinkering around with your brain chemistry make you want to eat more. Uh, now, you know, if you're eating broccoli and spinach and there's no mad scientist tinkering <laughs> around with that, it just comes out of the ground and you eat it and it's real carbohydrates. And the fact is the more you eat a processed foods, the more profits the processed food factories are going to be making uh-huh. and probably the more weight you've gained. Uh-huh. It's pretty simple. Overeating is much more complex than just a lack of willpower. So it really requires us to cut down or cut out, eliminate, be reasonable about how much processed food is in your diet. And, you know, but you can eat all the vegetables that you want without yeah. any problem. Right. <laughs> I always say if you're a volume eater, that's the direction you want to go. You want to go towards the vegetables. But um, we even, you know, I wish I would have had this information a long time ago, like even before college. It would have saved me so much time. And you develop these habits um, that are really hard to break down the road. And I feel like if we get... Get a hold of younger people and teach them this stuff early. It really is helpful with that. And actually, talking about these processed foods, we do this. We have a class called Nutrition for Young Adults. Um, I'm actually going to be teaching it Monday night in White Bear Lake. Um, that's September 20th mm-hmm. from 6.30 to 8.30. And we open it up to, I've had, um, I've had kids in junior high all the way up through kids sitting in on their own um, right before they go to college. Okay. You know, and you, your family, your entire family can come with. It's only $25 a person. Your young adults would have a discounted rate. Um, you can call our offices for more information, but that's just a great, great class um, to attend to get some of this fundamental information in there. You know, if you're a parent that's like, gosh, I could tell my kids over and over, but if they just heard it from somebody else. If they heard it from the expert. Yeah. The, yeah this yeah. is the class. Right. You exactly. know, it's not boring. It's lots of fun, interactive. And, and so, I, you know, if Kristen's teaching it, it's going <laughs> to, but you show samples too, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And it's so it's a real, it's not just getting up there and doing a PowerPoint with. No. 
know. Research. It right. is. <laughs> we just had one of those yesterday. <laughs> it's it helps people understand what they're really putting in their mouth and how it's affecting their body. Yeah, yeah. And we've had popu- It's been very popular, and that's why we've added this class because yes. people have requested it. Yeah. So especially it's in that night, area. Yep. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So should we take some callers yes, this morning? Yes, we do have a caller. We've got Pat here, um, Minneapolis. Hi, Pat. You have a question for us on Dishing Up Nutrition? Yes, I do. Um, I'm in my early 60s. I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years. I am overweight. And, um, yeah, it's very hard for me to lose. I'm not sure. Um, are there things besides animal protein that or am I doomed? Well, no. well, I mean, I think a couple of things, Pat. I because I, you know, we do work with some people that are vegetarian, and I have to assume that as a vegetarian, you eat eggs. I do lacto-oval vegetarian. Yep, eggs and dairy. Okay, so then what I do, and do you eat any fish? No, no. Not okay. For over thirty years. All right. So what I do when I'm working with someone that's vegetarian is I factor in. Every meal and snack, some kind of animal protein. So it might be one egg with your salad and then maybe some tofu and maybe some feta cheese. So then you've got about two ounces of actual protein that's going to support your lean body mass. And then I do that for every meal. So I do it for breakfast. I do it for snack. Every meal. Now, you're not going to get the same amount of 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 energy and metabolism from that approach because I find that using a lot of dairy products does not necessarily increase metabolism, but it does give you the amino acids that is somewhat supportive. So, you know, I'm going around and around on this one, but that's kind of how we work with people. And I find that they feel better, they have more energy, and we even create recipes where we can add in a little bit of this animal protein that is either in eggs or dairy, but still have some of the, you know, tofu. We try to stay away from those soy burgers because they they are not very healthy. And uh, okay. so that's kind of how we do it. Um, and I could have an egg a day, right? I mean, my oh, you, could, you, oh, yeah. you need to have several eggs a day. Good, because I have good cholesterol. Yeah. All my numbers are good. I yeah. don't take any medication. Yeah, great. No, that's great. So several eggs a day. At least 50 pounds overweight right now. And well, you know, you might want to come in and make an individual appointment because it's, it, you know, because we've done this for so many people that we kind of know how to do it. And, uh, and it's really hard when you're trying to do it for yourself. It has been because I haven't been successful. So I, I know where you're located in okay. Cleveland, and I'll call that. Okay, that sounds great. Good question, Thanks, Pat. Pat. I think there's Thank a lot of you. people with that same yeah. question. You're not doomed. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so should we take another caller? Yeah, we've got Jean here on the line. Hello, Jean. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, Jean. Hello. Good Hi. morning. Hi. I was just listening to your program about getting protein throughout the day, and I'm wondering what the best way to do that is. Well, so, you- you know what? We are actually, we're, we've got some ideas coming up as we go through our talk this morning on how to do it. So can we save your question for that time? 
Sure. And because um, and, we do, we have actually some ideas for to yeah, share some with great people. recipe ideas and snacks. But I mean, that's a good question because how question. do you do it? Yep. Yep. Exactly. How do you do that when you're at work? Or yep. At okay. So we'll spend some extra time on that this morning. Okay. Because we got a million ideas. Yeah. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> All right, so not eating protein five or six times a day is often the reason people get off track. And then they derail right into an afternoon Coke and M&M's or Mountain Dew and donuts or a peanut butter cookie at the coffee house oh. with a large coffee mocha. I, that's never happened, I bet, to you. No. no. Well, not anymore. Not anymore, yes. No, but I... <laughs> In the past. I know from whence I came. Or How does that go? <laughs> I sure understand. Yes. You know, if you ask yourself, you know, how often did you actually... This past week, did you actually skip out of the house without breakfast and then you grabbed a bagel and cream cheese at work and you thought, hmm, okay, well, I didn't get any protein, so no, no protein. And then for lunch, maybe you grabbed a soup and a salad and maybe again, you maybe got one or two ounces of protein, but not very much. Mm. So basically... So for a couple of meals there, you have had no protein probably. Right. And when you eat too little protein, your body actually tears down your lean body mass. So you need a steady supply of protein five to six times a day. It truly, I mean, it's really a habit most of us need to practice and practice. And like Jean was asking, how the heck do you do it? But we actually call it eating the weight and wellness way. And it's a hard habit to achieve, but... These are the benefits. I'd like to entice you into trying it. You know, it takes a lot of planning, but once you start the planning, you're going to have more energy, better focus. I mean, those are a couple of things that we always hear from people. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe how much energy I have today. Oh, my gosh. It's unreal. Happier moods. Oh, yes. I think everyone would appreciate that. That is around you. Um, a stronger body, a better metabolism. You're going to have more muscle and weight loss will naturally start to occur. You know, at our work, we have been very busy lately. Yes, we have. <laughs> We've had a very busy summer putting together classes and, and just seeing clients and mm -hmm. teaching and doing all those things. Yep. But I have to say, almost everyone is happy, focused. They're yeah. not crabby. No. I mean, they are not. It's an amazing place to work. Yeah, we're very blessed to yes. have but, that environment. And if anybody is, I go... Did you eat your protein today? <laughs> she comes around the corner with a chicken leg. Put this in your mouth right now. So, you know, why is protein so important for weight loss? So what does the body actually do when that protein hits your stomach? You know, it breaks the meat down into amino acids. Then they're whisked off to your liver, which mixes and matches them into all kinds of combinations to make hormones make neurotransmitters, to make enzymes, and best of all, lean body mass. Does this mean that we have to take a break? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All well, right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that when we yeah, get that's, back. Yeah, that's really important right there, that piece. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So just looking at some other reasons for excess body fat, especially as we age. This was very eye-opening to hear this from Dar this morning. Extensive research has found exposure to pesticides may be one of the leading causes of insulin resistance, diabetes, and weight gain. Most Vietnam vets know the connection to Agent Orange and diabetes. But if you are a golfer... 
Did you realize that research has found that a popular pesticide used on golf courses has been found to increase the chances of getting diabetes by 250% if you are exposed 10 or more times? Wow. Oh, I have so many friends at golf. I used to work at a golf course. Uh I mean, you know, so... Now we know it's exposure to pesticides in the grass. It's not just the the beer drinking or the brandy uh-huh. old fashioned after that <laughs> gives you the problem. Um, it doesn't help, but really be aware. Um, and I guess what could people do? I mean, really scrub themselves down once they get home? Or well, what? I think people have to start thinking in terms of taking care of their liver, supporting their liver. And that's, you know, so that we can detox some of those pesticides out of our body. Perfect. All right. So more questions, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis-Latsis, nutritionist, and I'm here with Kristen Gunderson, nutrition educator. And today officially starts all of our new classes for nutrition for weight loss. Yay. You know, these classes meet in one hour per week, and they focus on factors that affect metabolism and those that drive your cravings. It's a doable plan. Mm-hmm. It's a very doable eating plan with real food and, a, and pretty simple to follow. So now let's look at some of the benefits of it. Yeah, there are so many benefits to joining Nutrition for Weight Loss. You're going to get, first of all, 12 weeks of -of top-of-the-line nutritional information that Dar um, just poured over and gathered. And, of course, you're going to experience weight loss and fat loss. You're going to have more energy, and that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have healthier skin just to boot. You're going to have those. look younger, healthier skin. (laughs) Well, hey, better moods like we talked about. And you're going to sleep better. Yes, that's what we hear all the time. Yeah. You take the sugar out. Yeah. And people sleep better. Yeah. Think better. You're going to have better self-esteem because you're going to look fantastic. And if that's tied to your self-esteem, well, there you go. And you're getting all the neurotransmitter work Mm -hmm. from your protein. And so you're going to think better. And that that makes your self-esteem. So, Yep, those neurotransmitters do it. You also get the added bonus of meeting with a nutrition counselor for two individual one-hour nutrition sessions. So we've got our licensed um, dietitians are, are registered dietitians and licensed nutritionists doing those sessions for us. So we've got classes Tuesday nights in St. Paul, Wyzetta, White Bear Lake, Wednesday nights in Anoka, Lakeville, Saturday mornings in Wyzetta and St. Paul. And we actually added another Saturday morning class because those were very popular with our clients. And the other one filled up super fast. So we're adding another Saturday morning St. Paul class starting next week, September 25th. So go to our website and get signed up for that, weightandwellness.com, or give us a call at 651-699-3438, and someone at one of our locations will get you all signed up. So actually the Saturday St. Paul class starts next Saturday, doesn't it? Yeah, we actually, yes, and the Wyzetta one is this morning at 9. So they're all from 9 to 10. Oh, on Saturday morning. Yeah, so Otherwise, they're from 6.30 to 7.30. Yeah. We wanted to give you enough time on Saturday to listen to us. Oh. <laughs> and then just pull right up and get into your class. So, Dar, we've got some questions. Would you okay, like to sure. take another Let's, one? All righty. 
Hi there, Kay. You had a question for us on Dishing Up Nutrition? Uh, yes. I um, was wondering if you have um, like a whey protein drink, if that's included in the amount of protein that you have each day. I'm looking at the one I have right now, and uh, it says it has 15 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did we decide there, about 28, was it? Well, 28 grams equals four ounces or? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, a protein drink is a very great alternative, especially if you're on the run. Um, you want to make sure, again, it sounds like you've got a great one there, that it's whey protein. That would be the first step. The second step would be making sure it doesn't have a lot of junk in it, as we like to call it. So make sure it doesn't have any Splenda. Um, that could crap up on a lot of them as sucralose nowadays. Um, or NutraSweet. Yep, NutraSweet, aspartame, any of those High funny... toast corn syrup. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't have anything in there. It's great. Sounds great. It says no sugar added, no artificial sweeteners. And, and how just, many carbohydrates does it have? Okay. That's another clue that you sometimes, they hide things. Yes. <laughs> I can't even find carbohydrates on it. It should be on the panel where you show it shows the protein. Okay. So the actual oh, nutritional. Here we yeah. go. Let's see. Um, oh, total carbohydrates is two. Okay. Sounds like a great protein yeah. powder. Yeah, it's and excellent. just for everyone, start getting used to reading the actual ingredients. I mean, I know a lot of these um, protein powders have... You know, a lot of everything have everything touted right on the package there. No added sugar, no trans fats, but you really have to train yourself to get down to those ingredients and really see what you're putting in. But it sounds like, Kay, you have a fantastic one there. Okay, so I could count this by how many? That would be like two ounces of protein. Okay, good. Yep, yep. that would be great. All right. and good, then It would there, be a great snack. Is there protein in, in, if I put it in, is there any protein in milk? There is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if I put it in a glass of 1% milk... Mm-hmm. Would that add? You might be a little better off if you put it in some yogurt, like, um, you know, put it in with a like a half a cup of yogurt. And maybe, you know, I think what we find is that people tend not to lose weight as well if they're using a lot of dairy products. So we might actually say maybe use a little almond milk and a little bit of yogurt and the protein powder and a fruit. Yeah. And okay. that would work probably better for you. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, Thanks, great question. Thank people, you. A lot of people have that question about protein powders. Yeah, they sure do. It's a great question. Um, we've got some more callers. Do you okay, want to keep sure, going with go, our info? Sure. Okay. We can talk. We got, <laughs> yeah, we sure can. <laughs> we, got, we can answer questions, hopefully. All right, Janet, you had some questions about reading protein amounts on labels. Yes, I, I was just looking at the labels. I have some... Um, English muffins here, and it says that there's six grams of protein. But is that is that per muffin or is that per package? Uh, that should be per muffin, and um, but it's it's not a protein that our body can use because if you look at the carbohydrates on that English muffin, how many how many uh, carbohydrates? Because English muffin is a very processed food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the carbohydrates says that it's. Uh, Oh, 23 grams. Yeah. 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 So you see, that's, so you would have to, ba- to balance that out, you would have to put like an egg and some, maybe some ham on it. 
so that the egg would give you another ounce of protein and a couple of ounces of ham or, you know, some kind of meat on top of that. And then that would balance out that English muffin. And maybe you would just use half of that English muffin and cut it down so that you could do it. Well, on the carton of eggs, it said said there was six grams of protein in the carton of eggs. Now, That's for one egg. For one egg, yeah. Yeah, we say six or seven, yes. Oh, I thought you just said if I had an egg on that muffin, it would be like... Well, that would be one one ounce more of protein. That would be one ounce of protein. So if you had a half a muffin and one egg... That would probably, and some butter on that, mm-hmm. that would probably balance that out pretty good then. Okay. But okay. not I enough just, protein. No. I wasn't sure how to read those labels. Sure. And then, and yeah, just for future, I mean, whatever they're telling you is the serving size, it would say that's how much is in that amount of a serving size. It's not for the whole package. That's a great question. Thanks for calling, Janet. Thank you. Yep. So, Dar, yes. when somebody's seeing, you know, they might be looking at their cereal. Mm-hmm. And seeing, oh, this has eight grams of protein, or a processed food that has protein is that's not the kind of protein we're talking about, though, is it? Usually, that's a soy protein, and right. we have found that soy does not support metabolism. Correct, does not support lean body mass. Okay, and it actually might be a negative for those. So that's what we're looking at. Okay, and you know, soybean is very cheap because it's been. Government supported financially, these soy farmers get money back from the government to grow soybeans. So it's a cheap raw material. So a lot of food companies will put it in, making it appear as though it's more balanced where it isn't really. Very scary. um, You know, most soybean is genetically modified now. And truly, we don't know what that means in the long run. It just means that, yeah, for right now, it means it's not good for us. Yes. Anything genetically modified. We try to stay away from it because we don't know how it's going to affect our cells in the future. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, just to get back on this a little bit, a steady supply, again, of protein is going to help you stay young. It's going to tell your brain you're full and happy. So you eat enough, but not too much. You know, your metabolism works and the scale smiles back at you. That's right. (laughs) You know, before we went on break and before we took some calls, we were talking about what protein actually does in our body and how it breaks down into those amino acids. And in our class, we teach people, well, that makes our neurotransmitters. Yep. So that makes our serotonin and our dopamine. And it also makes our enzymes so that we can actually break down more foods make some of our hormones, but the end results, what does it do in our body? (laughs) It makes lean body mass, doesn't it? And it makes us feel good Mm -hmm. and it keeps us mentally sharp. So it's, you know, we don't need to know the science exactly of what's happening. We want to know, how's it going to help me? Yeah. What's in it for me? So, (laughs) so should, is this a good time? Yeah. Yeah. And then when we come back, we'll get into those snacks that Oh, okay. That gal was asking us about. Okay. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Everyone at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is so excited about our new Nutrition for Weight Loss program, I tell you, because research clearly tells us that taking in too many processed carbs and getting older causes muscle cells to become insulin resistant, insulin resistant and chronic elevated blood glucose levels convert to body fat 
and in time that ends up being diabetes with us. So our Nutrition for Weight Loss program is based on this new science of weight loss. It's not calories in, calories out. It's not stuff you've all heard before. It's putting into practice the nutritional habits to heal your body, and your metabolism. So Dar's a bit excited about this whole thing. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's great. We'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. An interesting news story appeared on TV and on the radio in our daily newspapers this past week, and I had a smile about this one. The Corn (sighs) Refiners Association, meaning food factories that make high fructose corn syrup, wants to change the name from high fructose corn syrup to corn sugar (laughs) or to corn nectar. Oh, I would buy that. (laughs) And, you know, it's because consumers like our listeners Mm -hmm. have stopped buying products containing high fructose corn syrup. Great. But so. Honestly. I believe accurate education can and will drive us to make intelligent decisions about our food choices. You know, share this information. If you're out there listening, share this information with your family because you don't want somebody going and picking up uh, corn nectar and thinking that it's okay. Right. And I think if we do this, we're going to get a grassroots movement Mm -hmm. going where people are really taking care of themselves and knowing why they're eating foods, certain foods, and not just grabbing stuff. Yeah, just going blind. and, And just following what people are advertising. Yeah. So we promised we were going to have some ideas for snacks with protein and for, you know, even maybe some meals. So things that are going to support people's metabolism. So we kind of want to get to this, don't we? Yeah. We've got a couple callers waiting. If we don't get to you, we totally apologize, but we've got to get to these snacks. So um, I do really like to eat some type of meat or fish for my later morning snack a little bit after my protein shake that I always have. Because I work out early in the morning, so Very I need to... Very early, she does. <laughs> 4 30. <laughs> well, well, that's drive time, but yeah, usually <laughs> by 5, my, my friends and I, we, we're a little... That's our happy hour. So I need to have everything ready, you yes. know, and protein is a must for recovery and energy. So, you know, that protein shake for sure, and then maybe a great snack would be to saute some chicken breast and olive oil and some Bragg's liquid aminos. And and what are those things? Yeah, that is an amino acid. It basically tastes exactly like soy sauce, but it does not have the MSG in it. And for someone that's gluten-free like me, it's gluten-free friendly. Yes. Um, You could even take that if you go out for sushi a lot. You could take that to the restaurant and use that as a replacement for the soy sauce. It's fantastic. Um, But you'd eat those chicken strips with maybe some fruit and some black olives. You'd have a a great balanced snack right there that's portable. I mean, you do that ahead of time. You put it in a Ziploc. It's ready to go. And Kristen, how do you make your your shake? How My do, protein shake, yeah. yeah. I do, I'm also um, dairy-free, and so I do a lot of ice, and I do some, a handful of strawberries, handful of blueberries, half a banana, and then I do some coconut milk with it, and then some water to cover that, and then I put some protein powder in there, and I also use something called greens, mm-hmm. you know, just to get your um, antioxidants, and it's kind of my multivitamin that I take during the day, but it's um, it's just basically pulverized vegetables and fruits. And they um, now they have those greens that actually taste good. Yeah, I have the chocolate-flavored ones, so okay. that flavors my shake. Um, and then I put a little L-glutamine powder in there for muscle recovery as well. And actually what I've been doing lately is throwing a handful of walnuts in there for my fat. 
Yeah, really good. And and sometimes macadamia nuts, they blend up really nice. Okay. Um, and then I put that in the freezer overnight, and then it's ready for me in the morning to just grab and go out the door. Oh, that's and a great idea. Thought out by the time we're done working out. Yep. Yeah. What do you do for your morning snack? Well, you know, I know that I need uh, a real animal protein. So sometimes I make turkey meatballs, or sometimes I make, I buy grass-fed um, beef, you know, ground beef, and I make meatballs with some wild rice. Mm. And actually this morning coming, oh, you know, I had actually a chicken patty uh, this morning. I didn't cook eggs this morning before the show, but I did have a chicken patty with a little bit of brown rice and black olives in it. And then I had just maybe like a half an apple, I, you know, not even a whole apple. Mm-hmm. I just had that before I came to the studio. And then maybe when I get home, I'll eat a real breakfast, yep. but something. So, you know, I think if you just start to think in terms of, Making up some chicken patties with ground chicken mm-hmm. or making up some beef patties or meatballs with wild rice. Yeah. You know, that's those work great for quick snacks. And like you say, you have to have them made up. Yeah. And I think that piece, the, the protein piece can be the most tricky. And if you get that down, if you, you know, buy a carton of eggs and you just hard boil them right away, you know, you buy your separate carton of eggs. Um, and do that, or you, you're making patties, or you're making sausage links, or you know anything like that, and you've got it ready to go, the hard part's over. Because mm-hmm. you can always grab some nuts for a snack, right. and there's always fruit laying around. Exactly. You know, those are the easy ones. If you can really focus on finding some great recipes, and we've got a ton at our website um, for just ideas for snacks, for protein that are portable, it's, it's really helpful to get that piece kind of taken care of. You know, one of the other things that people can do is they just can open up a can of salmon. Yeah. You know, and they can put a little uh, safflower mayonnaise. Yes. And we say saff, it's unrefined, expeller pressed safflower mayonnaise. And put a little bit of that in there, put a little bit of celery and whatever else. Have that. And if you're gluten free, you put it on a little rice cracker. Otherwise, you could put it on a wasa cracker mm-hmm. and you've got a complete snack with some protein in it. Yeah. You know, I, you know, the other thing that sometimes um, I do is, um, you know, you can buy all kinds of, they call them breakfast, they call them sausages, but they look more like brats, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And they're just, um, Applegate makes one brand and they, they're pre-cooked, they have no nitrates in it, no chemicals. And so sometimes I will just cut those up. Yeah. And how simple. Yeah. I know, I know Whole Foods has a really, like, my favorite one. They've got, um, they're called maple blueberry pork sausages, and they've got a little bit of blueberry in there with a maple syrup, mm-hmm. and it, they're phenomenal. And they've got them in patties, and they've got them in um, links, too. And you just put them in the pan, turn them over, they're done. Then yep. you could put them in Ziplocs and have them ready to go for the whole week. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. So another thing that I really recommend to a lot of my clients is to make, because it's getting to be fall and it's cooler now, and, you know, make up a a batch of chili and put them in one cup containers. Yep. And then if you use a couple of pounds of meat when you are making your chili, then that's going to give you enough animal protein. And that's one idea. And then you can just throw them in the freezer. And so for afternoon snack, you can just warm that up. Or, you know, our chicken wild rice soup oh, recipe is so great yeah. for a snack. Mm-hmm. And people love that idea because I think by around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, most people are kind of wearing down. Yeah. And if they sit down and have that soup, 
that makes them feel good. Yeah. Now, when I'm going to kettlebells on oh. Wednesday night, I have, um, you know, I have a, a maybe a cup and a half of that chicken wild rice soup or chili before I go. Yeah. Because I need more to make my muscle while I'm working out. Yeah. So you need protein for that. Yep. Or when you go at 11 o'clock today. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's why I'm going home and eat a real breakfast. That's exactly. Right. Get some protein in there. Well, do we have time? Should we take one of our callers here? Okay. We, if we do, hopefully we don't end up getting cut off here. Right. Okay. Hi there. You've got a question for us on Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Hi. Is this... Okay. I didn't know who you were calling. This is Kath. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I had two questions, actually. Um, one of them is... And I want to thank Kay because she actually asked the grams versus ounces question. Great. Very helpful. Um, the other question is, I am a 55-year-old woman post-menopause, and I know you were talking about several different um, amounts of protein to have per day, and I was just wondering for my situation what would be the right amount of protein. Well, I think you probably need about the 14 ounces, but okay. the research actually was done on postmenopausal women and they actually need four ounces of protein twice a day at least. This is minimum. Mm-hmm. And they need it all at once. Okay, in a blast. To, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Great, great question. Thanks, Kath. Thank, thank you. you for calling in. And thank you, Kristen, for being here. It was Thanks a great for show. Me. Yeah, it's Thanks wonderful. for listening, everyone. Have a great week. All is groovy.